Attention, all troops. She's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Reckless. I'm not sure when I realized this, but at some point I became very aware that when my family would go out to eat, my sisters and mom and grandmother would almost always order the same thing at any particular restaurant they were going to. This was the thing they always ate. For example, when my mother went to McDonald's, she would get a Big Mac. My sisters would get cheeseburgers. When we went to Burger King, my mother always had onion rings and a Whopper. When I went to McDonald's, the decision was pretty easy. I would get a Happy Meal. But I started to realize that I was only getting it because that is what kids got. Yes, I loved getting the toy. That was great. The food was almost an afterthought. But as the food became something I was aware of, I started to get a little restless. I wanted my own food that I got when we went to McDonald's or any place that we would go out to eat. And an opportunity presented itself for me to plant a flag into some food in the 80s when McDonald's released their Chicken McNuggets. And I remember the first time I had Chicken McNuggets because my family made a really big deal about it. We had pulled into the drive-thru. My family liked eating in the car. And my mom ordered her food. My one sister shouted over her and ordered her food that my other sister ordered. And my mother was about to say, and can I get a Happy Meal? But I cut her off and said, can I get Chicken McNuggets? Everybody turned around and looked at me. Chicken McNuggets? Chicken at McDonald's? All right, my mom said. Can we get an order of Chicken McNuggets? I had never had them before. I had only heard about them. I didn't even know what sauce to pick, so I picked barbecue. When I got them, I was relieved to find out that I enjoyed them. And so from that point on, whenever my family would go to McDonald's, even if I really wasn't in the mood for chicken, say I wanted to have a cheeseburger, I would order the Chicken McNuggets. Because now this is who I was. I was the McNugget boy, and that made me happy. On today's show, I'm going to talk to you about one of the most magical creations to come out of the early 1980s in the fast food world, the Chicken McNugget. We'll talk about the development of the Chicken Nugget itself, then how it came into being at McDonald's, the people behind all of this, and then we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. For the few who do not know, Chicken McNuggets are a deep-fried, breaded chicken nugget product that is sold by the fast food chain McDonald's. They were born in the early 80s, 
and took America and then eventually the world by storm. In the process, they wouldn't just change fast food, but how we consume chicken in our homes. It's a remarkable story, but before we get into the history of McNuggets, we should mention two very important people who worked at McDonald's at the time of their creation. Ray Kroc, the chairman and founder of the company, and Fred Turner, who was the CEO. Raymond Albert Kroc purchased the fast food company McDonald's in 1961 from the McDonald's brothers. He would be the CEO from 1967 to 1973 and is credited with the initial growth of the company and then shepherding it through its first few decades. He would take a single restaurant and transform it into one of the most successful fast food corporations in the world. While Kroc was innovative when it came to standardizing the McDonald's system, he also had a soft spot for innovation and was willing to take chances, pushing the company to experiment with the menu. He did this by harnessing the power of the company's franchisees to gain insight into what consumers wanted. And then he would bring those ideas for menu items into the McDonald's system. From Big Macs to onion nuggets to everything in between, say like the pineapple burger, Kroc believed that McDonald's needed to experiment. A company like McDonald's, though, strives by standardization. So new items needed to be well thought out. Fortunately, Kroc had hired someone way back in 1956 who had a knack for that sort of work, Fred Turner. Turner started as a grill operator and quickly moved up the ranks at McDonald's. In just two years, he was the operations vice president and would continue to get promoted, lending the job of CEO in 1973. He would hold on to that role until 1987. What made Turner special was his attention to detail. He would establish strict guidelines that governed all aspects of McDonald's's business. His motto of quality, service, and cleanliness would permeate all aspects of the McDonald's operation. From the design of the restaurants to the exact thickness of fries, Turner was all over everything. Under his leadership, McDonald's would expand to 118 countries with over 31,000 restaurants. And, as the signs would say, billions of hamburgers would be sold. Both Turner and Kroc are important to the origin of McNuggets. We'll talk about their contributions a bit later. But they didn't invent the chicken nugget. That honor went to Robert Baker. Baker was a renowned food scientist. Some referred to him as the George Washington Carver of poultry because he came up with innovative ways to use poultry and push those ideas out into the world so that people could use them. The chicken nugget that he invented came about in the 1950s when he was a food science professor at Cornell University. And there he would publish an unpatented paper on how to make bite-sized pieces of chicken coated in batter and then fried, which he christened Chicken Crispy. He was able to solve big problems that the chicken industry was having at the time. For example, how do you take ground meat and attach a batter to it that could be deep fried without the batter coating slipping off. He solved this problem in a clever way using ingredients that any company could get their hands on. And it allowed you to take this ground meat and pretty much put it into any shape you wanted. And we would see that McDonald's and other people would take advantage of it. So while Baker was working on this a while ago to help the poultry industry and to bring chicken to more people, Chicken's popularity really started to rise in the 70s. There was a lot of reasons for that. Fast food chains like Chicken Delight, Chick-fil-A, KFC were all pushing chicken out to a hungry public. But at the same time, the medical profession was praising the benefits of chicken. 
And a lot of people were contrasting that with eating red meat, which is what is in hamburgers. And the hamburger-based fast food industry was taking notice. And as the 70s drew to a close, a few factors would contribute to a chicken boom that would only get larger in the 80s. Number one would be people perceiving chicken as healthier. Number two would be chicken was cheaper on average than beef, which would allow people to buy more of it, but would also allow restaurants to price the food in a similar way and make a little bit better of a margin on the chicken product. Number three, which you can thank Professor Baker for, the innovation in processing meat, but also in the growing of meat. And finally, number four, fast food companies were not doing very well in the 70s. They were saturating the market and there was so much competition. So they needed to add new products to the menu to bring people to the door. One of the products that they would try to sell at McDonald's was the onion nugget. Now, I don't remember McDonald's onion nuggets, but members of my family were big onion ring fans, as I mentioned about my mom. So much so that they preferred to go to fast food places that served onion rings when I was a kid. And McDonald's at one point did serve onion rings. But my mom would speak of a time when McDonald's sold these magical bite-sized onion treats. And she was really sad to see them go. They were launched in the 70s and McDonald's was pretty serious about them. The problem was that the consistency with the onion nugget was difficult to nail down. Especially when you had to reconcile different onion suppliers. Because they couldn't nail it down, they couldn't be handled through the McDonald's system in a consistent way. And they needed to be scrapped. But what could they replace them with? And before we get into what they could replace them with, we should meet another person, René Arend. Arend was born in 1928, and he served as the executive chef for McDonald's from 1976 to 2004. A lot of products happened under Arend's tenure at the company, most notably Chicken McNuggets, and let's not forget, in 1981, the McRib, which we'll talk a little bit about later. Arend was from Luxembourg and was trained in fancy hotels, before he met Ray Kroc, who recruited him. And it took a while to recruit him. Arend didn't understand why this fast food guy thought he should come aboard. But it makes sense. As I said, Kroc wanted innovation. He wanted interesting things. And he wanted a really good chef to try new things. As you might guess, Fred Turner wasn't really into this hire. But Kroc was the founder, and he would triumph. And so Arend would join the company in 1976. As the onion nuggets failed, despite my mother's affection for them, they needed to do something else. And it's funny because Fred Turner would actually be involved at this point. Turner would kill the onion nugget project. But when he did, he went to Oren and said, why don't you try chicken instead? Are you a fan of the Retros podcast? Do you like more retro stuff? Why not check out the Retros Patreon? Go to patreon.com slash Supporters of the show get bonus episodes, bonus tracks, bonus scans, access to the Retros Discord, and more. Feel good about yourself and make a difference in the world. Support the Retroist. Now, ideas for new additions to the McDonald's menu can come from many places. From their executive chef, from management, and from owners of franchises all over the country. That's how you got things like the filet fish sandwich and the Big Mac and the Egg McMuffin. With McNuggets, chicken had been percolating for a while in the McDonald's system. But everything they tried had a low success rate. But even when something is brought in with some success at a local restaurant or it's a great idea, it still has to go through the executive chef, his staff, and then, then the franchisees need to approve it, and then McDonald's corporate board needs to approve it. So it's an uphill battle for any new product. Aren thought the chicken nugget was a pretty good idea. 
And so he went to work right away to mock something up and went in, took a chicken breast, cut it up, breaded it, fried it, and then he developed dipping sauces. He brought it out for people to try it, and they loved it. When McDonald's saw how he had created it, they thought there is no way that we would be able to make this at our restaurants. They needed a solution, a technical solution. So they went to Banquet Foods to try to get them to come up with some sort of nugget. Banquet was still relying on a meat grinding technology. So they could grind chicken and form it into a shape, but the texture of it was more akin to a chicken sausage. Combine that with the diamond shape that they chose, and it looked really unnatural. So next, Fred Turner went to Gorton's, Gorton's who specializes in frozen and battered fish, and they formed an internal and external partnership headed by Gorton's Bud Sweeney. What they focused on on Gorton's is what they were really good at, which was battering things. And they would ultimately arrive on a tempura coating that gave the appearance of having been freshly battered. The problem was they still didn't have an efficient nugget that they could use. They would explore all manner of options, but chicken at the time was sold in a way that wouldn't scale to produce nugget-sized chicken in a dependable way. If they were going to sell chicken McNuggets at the scale that McDonald's was used to selling things, everything needed to be changed, everything needed to be mechanized, and at a huge scale. So that problem was sent to Keystone Foods. Keystone started in Philadelphia as a small family-owned business. The company would grow because the leader of the company, Herb Lotman, took some chances. He wanted to find a way to freeze beef patties in a way that would help keep their taste and texture. This led to the individual quick freezing process, and these patties would be what McDonald's would start using and are still used today in their burgers. Getting a McDonald's contract was big. Basically, that's the only client you need. So Herb and his family went from a small company to a giant, becoming one of the biggest food companies in the world. They would go things even further by becoming a distributor for McDonald's as part of a total distribution concept. You needed to run a restaurant at McDonald's, Keystone would provide everything that you would need to get a restaurant up and running and allowed you to focus on what was important, the customer. Eventually, Keystone would be bought by Marfrig in 2010, and then parts of the company would be sold to Tyson in 2018. So how did Keystone Foods solve the McNugget problem? They did this through a combination of manual human-powered line work to debone chicken and then automation. They would heavily modify hamburger machines that could take the deboned chicken and cut them into nugget-sized parts. Lotman was convinced this was going to be big. He believed in McDonald's and he had taken chances earlier in his career betting big on them and that had paid off big. So when a test of the nuggets were done in the early 80s at a single store and they were a hit, Keystone would rush to build a plant to make nuggets and they would invest $13 million with no assurances that anything would come of them and they built it in just three months. Turned out to be a pretty good bet. It would take time to ramp things up though, mostly because demand was so high during the first two years. So Keystone would share and partner with Tyson, who would eventually become an owner of Keystone, and they would share tech and processes, which had a big effect on chickens themselves. And if you didn't know, Tyson is a raiser and processor of chickens. They would develop a whole new breed of chicken to meet demand. It was nearly twice as large as the standard supermarket chicken at the time. It would pack on more meat to increase the yield from the, I guess, McNuggeting process. McDonald's, the people who did so much for the hamburger, 
happily introduces home fried chicken. It's the closest thing to mother's home fried chicken we can make. We put all the dark meat in a silver foil package and all the light in a gold foil package so everyone can have just what they want. McDonald's strives to reunite the American family. So how are they made? Chicken McNuggets take full cuts of meat, chicken breast, rib meat, tenderloin, and skin, and they do a rough grind of the meat, and then they add flavors and preservatives. That is molded into shapes that are battered, breaded, and then finally a leavened tempura batter is added. That gets cooked just a little so that the batter sets, but the chicken is still uncooked. At this point, they are flash frozen, where they'll be delivered to restaurants and then cooked on the line there. Here's a fun fact. The original nuggets contain ground chicken skin in addition to chicken meat, and then they were fried in oil. When the nuggets were tested by McDonald's technicians, six of them had twice as much fat as a Big Mac. And so they eliminated some of the skin to bring down the fat levels to make it more palatable. And eventually, the McNugget recipe would change significantly, especially in the 2000s. The flavor of a McNugget, the profile, should be chickeny with slight pepper and celery notes. Despite what you might read online, the McNugget is not made from any sort of meat slime or unusual chicken parts. It is a ground chicken, though, and it is shaped. Now, while the flavor and components that go into a nugget have changed over the years, the shape of the McNuggets have been fairly consistent. When you see early McDonald's advertisements, they don't go into the different shapes. Eventually, though, you start to see the various shapes that people are familiar with. The shapes are the bell, the bow tie, the ball, and the boot. The reason for the shaping is to ensure a consistent cooking time for food safety. Because if you cook too many nuggets of different sizes, you might get an inconsistent cooking and that could spell trouble for a restaurant. In addition to food safety, they're also just kind of fun. They also aren't a familiar shape. So there's something a little bit more natural about them. And of course, they're the right size to fit into the cups that the dipping sauce comes in. Another thing I read about in early McNugget advertising is that they be not too big and not too small. They have to be the right size that a person in a car would feel comfortable eating while on the go. People have their favorites, and some have even associated different flavors with different shapes, but that is just in their heads. Each McNugget taste is exactly the same. You can change the flavor, though, with the dipping sauces. And to get those dipping sauces... Arend kept busy. The technical part of the McNugget was being sorted out at Keystone and Tyson, but the nuggets themselves had to be tested and cooked in the kitchens of actual McDonald's. How long should they be cooked? How long could they be served after being cooked? Most importantly, what sauces would be served up with McNuggets? Arend would come up with four. Barbecue, sweet and sour, hot mustard, and honey. Arguably, it's the sauce that is the big attraction for McNuggets. They add the flavor. And over the years, they would add others, limited time releases. They would change the originals that are available. But people have their favorites, and it's what they get all the time. I might have started out as a barbecue person, but over the years, I've switched to sweet and sour. And I don't go heavy on the sauce. I go light on the sauce. I like to taste my McNugget. Introducing Chicken McNuggets. McDonald's new McNuggets. A McNugget is a boneless chunk of tender tasty chicken with four kinds of sauce to choose especially for dipping. Barbecue. Sweet and sour. Cause you deserve a break today. With chicken cooked McDonald's way. 
If you went to a McDonald's in the early 80s that happened to be selling McNuggets, which was a slow rollout, as I said, initially you could only get them in one size, the six-piece. It wouldn't be until October of 1982 that they would add the nine-piece and 20-piece. They didn't move to the larger sizes right away because there just wasn't enough chicken to go around. It would take time for Tyson to come up with this new breed and farmers to raise all those chickens. While this wasn't great for people who like Chicken McNuggets, the McNugget shortage would lead Arend to create another famous McDonald's menu item, the McRib in 1981. What did you say this was again? McDonald's calls it the McRib sandwich. It's a new kind of cue. McRib? I don't see any bones. Hey, who wants bones in a sandwich? McRib is all meat, lean pork that's grilled and simmered in a hickory smoke-flavored barbecue sauce, Mm. and put on a home-style roll with pickles and onions. Well, how about it? Mm -hmm. The McRib sandwich, a new kind of cue. So the McRib, which is a pork product, would not exist if not for the McNugget. And the McNugget was a victim of its own success. It was a huge hit wherever they rolled it out. And that led to shortages and complaints from both customers and franchisees. The shortage would lead directly to their creation of the McRib. Aren said, We had to come up with something to give the other franchises a new product. So the McRib came about because of the shortage of chickens. If you want more information on the McRib, I wrote a post about this. Or you could just listen to the McRib podcast that I did. If you were to go into a restaurant to get chicken McNuggets, you might be surprised to see that there was more chicken on the menu. Because at the same time that McNuggets rolled out, they were also pushing a chicken sandwich. The McChicken was originally introduced in 1980 as a after 4 p.m. dinner special, along with the chopped beef steak sandwich, another item I've written about. It consisted of a chicken patty weighing 3.6 ounces, served on a toasted sesame seed bun with lettuce and dressing. For a bit there, it was like the McChicken and McNuggets were competing against each other to see which would be more popular. But in the end, there could be only one, and the McChicken was canceled and wouldn't be revived until 1988. Introducing McDonald's new McChicken sandwich, a delicious new sandwich at a McDonald's kind of price. It's a great McChicken sandwich. That's great McDonald's price! New McChicken is a tender chicken patty topped with creamy sauce and fresh lettuce, all on a toasted sesame seed bun. And all at a price worth shouting about. Yeah, nobody can do it. It's a great McChicken sandwich. And a great McDonald's price. (laughs) Like McDonald's can. McNuggets were a massive success. Within three years of going national, they accounted for 7.5% of McDonald's domestic sales. In 1985, they made more than $700 in McNugget sales alone. In the blink of an eye, McDonald's, the largest supplier of hamburgers in the U.S., became the second largest chicken retailer behind Kentucky Fried Chicken. And they had an advantage. It would take KFC three years to finally introduce a chicken nugget of their own. But by then it was too late. McDonald's had taken advantage of its strengths, which were its ability to combine speedy, technical food innovation with a streamlined supply chain based on long-term partnerships. That capability would have other fast food restaurants playing catch-up for years to come. Over the years, there would be a lot of fun things about the chicken nuggets, but one of my favorite things were the McNugget Buddies. Hi, Happy Meal guys! Hi, brother! Hi, brother! Hey, what are the Chicken McNuggets doing in their box? Oh, they're just crawling around! (laughs) 
Now you can play with ten McDonald's McNugget Buddy toys, each with a removable costume to change and rearrange. You can get one McNugget Buddy with each Happy Meal you buy. Two buddies are available each week. McNugget Buddy toys at McDonald's. McDonald's had been using anthropomorphic chicken McNuggets in their McDonaldland commercials with some success. Eventually, they figured out that these adorable little guys would make a great Happy Meal toy. And in late 1988, they started advertising their new McNugget Buddies Happy Meals. The lineup, which would expand and change, was initially 10 different characters. They were made of molded rubber, and each came with removable accessories like a hat or a belt and a one-line biography to tell kids what they were all about. The fun thing about them were those accessories because you could mix and match them to kind of create some variation on your McNugget Buddies. Play a little dress-up. I've always been a big fan of the McNugget Buddies. I also like the Chicken McNuggets in their commercials in McDonaldland, and I kind of hoped that they would have been bigger than they actually were. I think if they had gotten them out in the earlier part of the decades, say 83 or 84 when the McNuggets were rolling out, they could have probably made an animated show about them and been a bit of a rival to the Smurfs. I would have watched it. Have you tried McDonald's newest one-of-a-kind? They're great. No bones. I love it. I dug it. Ooh, new Chicken McNuggets. McNuggets? McNuggets! A McNugget is a boneless chunk of tender, tasty chicken with four kinds of sauce to choose especially for dipping. Barbecue, hot mustard, sweet and sour. Honey, too. Because you deserve a break today with Chicken Cook McDonald's Way. Chicken McNuggets. McNuggets! Only at McDonald's. Yeah! McNuggets helped change not only the American diet, but also the system of raising and processing poultry. In 1980, most chickens were sold whole. Nowadays, about 90% of chickens sold in the United States have been cut into pieces to produce cutlets or nuggets. And in 1992, just about a decade after the release of Chicken McNuggets, the American consumption of chicken surpassed beef for the first time and never looked back. This was because of McDonald's and their investment in the Chicken McNugget. It changed fast food, it changed the way we eat, and if you like them or you don't like them, you should still know about them, because they are important to the modern diet. And if you happen to like fast food, they're still really fun to eat. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at retroist.com. Make sure you subscribe when you go there. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you like what you hear, you should follow Peachy on Twitter and Twitch. He's at PeachyPixelate. That's the word Peachy, the word Pixel, and the number 8. The art you see promoting this episode was by Christopher Tupa. If you like what you see, you should drop by Christopher Tupa's website. It's ctupa.com. That's ctupa.com. Thanks to everybody who's been supporting the show. If you'd like to support the show, an easy way to do it is to give the show a 5-star review wherever you downloaded it. It's really the 5-star reviews that get people to find the show, so if you could give me one of those, I'd really appreciate it. If you want to support the show further, you can drop by Patreon. I'm at patreon.com slash retroist. Supporters of the show get bonus episodes, bonus scans, and access to the Retroist Discord, the greatest retro community on the internet. I'd like to thank some supporters, Gregory Hunt, Dave Hooser, Brandon Rout, and Brent Dollins. I appreciate your support. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend.
The greatest retro community online. The gr- Vroom! This has been a Retro production. Goodbye.